0: We're innocent as children. You know, children internalize things unless they are taught to believe otherwise. So you have to reteach yourself to believe otherwise, okay? Our beliefs create our realities. And that's a very harsh truth, but it's a very real truth. Our beliefs create our realities. Welcome to On the Cusp of Something Beautiful, where we discuss a range of topics centered around art, creativity, mental health and wellness, and my favorite thing to talk about, listening to our intuitive guidance. I'm your host, Amikale Imani, and this podcast is simply a guide to welcome you back to your truest self. Each episode, I get radically honest on how I navigate being an intuitive creator, the struggles, the wins, the lessons, and of course, the intuitive hits. My hope is that you hear something today that reminds you of who you are and why your gifts, whatever they may be, are valuable and important to be shared with the world. So welcome home, friend. I hope you're ready to meet your highest, most beautiful, and rarest self. Greetings, beautiful beings. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode. As you all know, I am your host, Anikolay Imani. Wow, I hope you all are having a beautiful week so far and that your weekend will be just as beautiful. We have a new moon in Virgo coming up on Monday. So I encourage you all to take full advantage of all this beautiful, earthy energy. I'm going to be talking a little bit about the abundance and healing energy of Virgo in this episode, just as it relates to today's topic and what I've discovered over the past five to six days. Um... But before I do that, a couple of things I want to briefly mention. I have some music playing in the background, so that's a thing. Um, I don't have a, a microphone yet, so I am using my MacBook Air microphone. That's also a thing. <laughs> um, and then I also want to mention to you all, don't forget to send in your feedback about the show um, via email or IG. And so I mentioned this last episode, basically what I'm wanting to know are what are some topics you'd like to hear discussed on the show in relation to creativity, energetics, mental and emotional health and wellness, okay? Chakra medicine, spirituality, et cetera, et cetera. Also, what guests would you like to hear on the show um, and, you know, what episode drew you into the show? What's been your favorite topic so far? What's been your favorite episode so far? And so for those who um, send in their feedback via email or DM, um, I am offering a free 30-minute Oracle card reading or a free 30-minute intuitive guidance session or... off my upcoming course, Activate Your Soul, Activate Yourself, which relaunches on Tuesday, September 14th. Um, This is my seven-week intensive course for creatives and entrepreneurs, um, and it helps you to release self-sabotaging habits like perfectionism, people-pleasing, so that you can step out of those societal norms that are no longer serving you and step into your whole authentic purpose. Y'all know authenticity is my thing. It is a part of my purpose. And I feel very, very, very called to help others step into their authentic purpose. It's actually a huge part of my purpose. (laughs) And so we do this using chakra medicine and emotional self care. So each week you'll learn about a chakra energy center as well as my unique scale method for creating an emotional self care routine that prioritizes you. I'm all about self prioritization. You cannot give from an empty cup, and you damn sure can't sustain. Giving from an inauthentic cup, all right? So if you're going to take advantage of those three offerings, I have for sending in your feedback. That is available until September 9th. September 9th. That is available until September 9th. Last week, I kept saying September 19th. That's not it. (laughs) It's September 9th. You can also find this information in the show notes, all right? So today's episode is full, 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 but super, super, super important to talk about and bring awareness to. I've been receiving so much wisdom. My guides have just been pouring out knowledge literally just within the past five to six days, and I felt just very compelled to share it with you all. Um, I was actually going to talk about something else um, about not attaching to outcomes and just opening up to infinite possibilities because that was something that came through last week which honestly may come up in this episode. I'll let spirit integrate that as they see fit but today we're talking about healing inner child wounds and reclaiming the shadow self. Okay, I have talked about the importance of inner child work on this show um, and some of the earlier episodes, but today we're getting to the nitty gritty, okay? And we're going to be talking about how those inner child and shadow wounds interfere with our abundance and interfere with us being our whole authentic self, all right? So buckle up, y'all, okay? I'm going to take y'all for a little ride, (laughs) (laughs) so let's start from the beginning, all right? On Thursday night, as I was falling asleep, I went into a lucid dream. I don't even think it was a lucid dream. I think it was more of me going into the astral realm because I very seldom have dreams about my physical reality, and what I mean by that is in, in this astral experience we'll call it I was still very much in my apartment so it was like my like my soul went out of my body and so I was walking across my living room and as I did something on my balcony caught my eye and did like a double take and kind of you know take a few steps back like what like what was that and so when I looked out into the balcony there was this big old white owl on my balcony just looking at me looking at me as curiously as I was looking at it I was really just like in awe like wow there's like there's an owl on my balcony right so I went out into the balcony and it stretched its wings and as it did its body went from white to black so the head was still white but the black I mean but the body was black and that was it. Then I went into my dreamscape, which had nothing to do with what I had experienced with the owl. So I wake up in the middle of the night and I write this down because I keep a lot of my dreams and, and such experiences as this in my notes app. So later that day, I, I look up the symbolism of owls and, you know, I find out they have a lot to do with transformation, magic, wisdom, etc. etc. So some of what I read really resonated, but I always like to check in with myself to see what it means for me and my journey. So that's what I did. So later that night, just real quick, I think I was like in the shower or something. Um, I just asked higher self, I was like, you know, what did, what did that owl mean? And why did its body go from white to black? And so spirit told me the white represents the rebirth and the black represents the shadow work I need to do in order to get through my transformation, right? For In order to get through my rebirth. So on Saturday, I was led to do a spiritual bath. And for those who don't know, a spiritual bath is just a very intentional bath to cleanse and balance um, your energetic field, right? And it can be as simple as, you know, some Epsom salts and, and water, <laughs> Or you can incorporate herbs, flowers, crystals. I typically always have crystals either in my bath or at least like present. Um, I also do candles, of course, salt. Uh, If I have dried herbs or flower petals, I'll throw those in as well. Just whatever I I feel called to work with, honestly. I don't really have like a this is always what it is. It's just very intuitive. Um, But lately I've been doing Dr. Till's eucalyptus and mint bow bath. Um, I also have some DocuTails pink Himalayan salt. Um, I started feeling called to use bentonite clay uh, and crystals. And so I've been working with my Akashic records as well. So lately when I take my bath, I go into my Akashic records and the Akashic records, I've mentioned this on the show before, but I haven't really like explained what it is. So simply put, it is basically the book of life. Everything that has ever happened or will happen has been logged into the Akashic Records. So since the peak of Lionsgate portal, which was August 8th, I've been tapping into my Akashic Records. This is only my second time doing it. And as I was preparing myself to uh, go into the Akashic, or going to the Akash, going to the Akashic Records, however you want to say it, um, I started channeling this mantra. Now, I went into this path and and into the Akashic Records with the intention of gaining insight around the shadow work that I needed to do. You know, like that was the message that this owl had presented itself to me. So I was like, okay, I know shadow work needs to be a thing right now. So... It's very important when you're doing any kind of spiritual work, any kind of energetic work, um, from the simplest form to the most complex spiritual encounters, you know, to always set the intention. And and I mean, the intention could literally be one word. It doesn't have to be like anything extravagant. And honestly, I'm learning the more simple the intention, the more simple everything is, the better, the more clear, you know. And so... What started channeling through me was this mantra, which I'm going to, I'm calling it a um, shadow reclamation mantra. So this is how it goes. This This is what came through. I call upon my shadow selves. I bring you all back home. The lost self, the hidden self, the abandoned self, the fearful self. For in you is the truth, and in truth there is the one. I call upon my shadow selves. I'm here to love you into wholeness. And so I just kept repeating that over and over and over again. Um, and so the one is essentially God, you know, source. It is the the creator, you know, the almighty. And yes, so I kept repeating this over and over until I just felt that releasing to just to, to do my journey into my Akashic Records. And I'll link some info about the Akashic Records in the show notes just to provide, you know, even more clarity or insight if anyone's kind of feeling like, hmm, that sounds interesting. I want to know more about that. Um, But once I had this, these aspects of self present, just intuitively, I felt into which chakras they were attached to. So I found out the lost self was in my third eye. The hidden self was in my solar plexus. The abandoned self was in my throat chakra, and the fearful self was in my heart chakra. So I removed these energies from those chakras, that because they were initially or essentially, I should say, bringing imbalance to those chakras. That's why I was curious. I'm like, okay, where are these aspects? Like, where are they in my chakra system? Y'all know I always, I always take everything back to the chakras. And so Spirit showed me this is where they are. This is where they've been creating imbalance. So I sent them love and gratitude and returned them back to source. Now, once I went to my Akashic Records, I was sent back to my six-year-old self. And I was reminded of my first grade teacher and how she didn't like me. And I had forgotten all about this, literally until this came up through through the bath and through my, you know, going back into my Akasha records, I was like, oh yeah, that's right. Like I did have a little bit of a, there was some issue there with my first grade teacher. This is when I was, um, so I was born in California, Los Angeles, California, for those who don't know. So this is when I was living in California. And so, so yeah, I was being, I was being shown like, you know, I had some issues with my first grade teacher. She didn't like me. Um, and so, that this was showing me a part of a part of my soul decided to hide itself because it didn't feel safe to fully show its light, right? The teacher didn't like me. She felt threatened by my innocence and and the pureness of my heart. So I decided it's not safe to be seen here. and and so the healing I got from this this period was, um my higher self basically who I am today but as as the mother of the six-year-old version of myself so she went in spoke to the teacher stood up for me in a way that allowed me to feel safe and protected you know showing me that it's not okay for people to treat me that way you know um this is this is this is how my six-year-old self is understanding the situation you know so I as the higher self to my six-year-old self explained um, to my six-year-old self later that night so we basically went home she gave me a bath and she, and she was just explaining to me you know why people who have been emotionally injured in their own lives will treat other people who are pure and innocent of hearts i.e children you know in this way in this unhealthy you know um, toxic way and so my higher self told me that uh, how can I put this my, my maternal higher self... Thank you, Spirit. <laughs> so my... Um, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> uh, um, yes, yeah, so my, my maternal higher self was telling me that, you know, it's not okay for my teacher to treat me this way or for, for anyone to talk to me in the way that she was in the way in the way that she was treating me. Most importantly... She was telling me that it was not my fault and that I was not responsible for this teacher choosing to treat me this way, okay? And she was just really reaffirming to me not to dim my light, but instead to shine my light even brighter. And she specifically told me, you know, when people treat you bad or or people are mean to you, you shine your light even brighter than before. Never let anyone make you feel bad about who you are, you know, she made sure I understood this and that, and that I'm not responsible for people's reactions to me. I'm not responsible for people feeling triggered about me just being my whole authentic self, you know? And so we finished, you know, our bath and, and, and yada, yada, yada. And she said, okay, like, you know what, like, let's go bake some cookies, you know? She gave me a hug, she gave me a kiss. It just, I just, there was this so much affection, so much love, you know, and, there was such a joy and so much happiness that came from that encounter. Um, and I could feel it in my six-year-old self in that in that past moment and in my present self as the as the observer of both witnessing and ex- experiencing this vision, right. So it's like I have me present date self that's traveled back to my six-year-old self to get this healing essentially. So that was Saturday. I ended up joining this three-day workshop on abundance, which started on Monday. So today's Tuesday, it started yesterday, okay? <laughs> um, and after the host, um, after the host's presentation, her name is Inez Padar, um, which her presentation was super powerful, like, like the whole three-day workshop is about abundance, you know, and getting to those blocks, getting through the root, getting to the root of the, the blocks, um, So yeah, super powerful, very insightful, and so at the end of the workshop, she walked us through this hypnosis session to get to the root of two types of abundance blocks. So one was like a full-on money block, like having difficulties um, making money, and then the second one was having difficulty just receiving, period, not even like money, like just receiving anything, you know? And so... I always thought I had a money block just because of my upbringing and like you know, my mom's single mom working multiple jobs, you know, like we f- money was very uh, unstable. You know, we had we had good times and we had low times, you know what I'm saying? So I always just thought I had a money block. But after going through day one of her workshop and, you know, she was breaking down the, the differences between the two, I realized it was more of a perceiving block for me. And so which I found out why when I went through the hypnosis. So in the hypnosis, she had us go to three different periods in our lives where these blocks or, or energetic disruptions, as she calls them, um, first began. And so I won't go you know, too crazy into t- detail, excuse me, about each of the, each of the, um, the points that came into my awareness. But I went back to seven years of age, like nine years of age, and then around 11 years of age. And so I'll just share the insights that I received from these specific points. So seven year old me, um, this is when we had moved from California to North Carolina. We were in North Carolina for a very, very brief amount of time, less than a year. And so, um, I ended up going to two different elementary schools while we were in North Carolina. And so, the first elementary school I went to, there was this girl. She was very mean to me because I didn't have Hello Kitty school stuff, you know, pencil case, binders, whatever, backpack, whatever the hell, you know. Like, and she literally said I could not be friends with her and her other little friends. It was like three. It was like four of them. Like it wasn't like you know, it was like this big old huge posse, or whatever. But it was, you know, it was a few of them and she was like the ringleader or whatever. And she literally said I I could not be friends with them because I didn't have Hello Kitty stuff. And then she went out of her way to be so mean to me that we had to have mediation with the guidance counselor who had to basically tell her to leave me alone. (laughs) So... I realized that's where this feeling of, you know, not having enough money means you're not good enough. So me being the very inclusive child that I am, I subconsciously took that on as, well, I don't want to ever make anyone feel that way. You know, I don't want to have money if it makes you mean to people like, like, you know, who don't have money. This is, again, this is my seven year old self processing this situation. Right. So, then I go, let me go back to, go to another point, um, and, and, and this just happened to just all be my childhood stuff, you know, so go to another point, this is, um, how was I, yeah, I was like nine years old, I think I was in the fourth grade, and so my friends did the school talent show, but I didn't want to do it, they asked me to do it, they're like, Mickey, you know, why don't you want to do it? I was a Nicolay then, they didn't call me Mickey in elementary school, I was a Nicolay, um, but... You know, subconsciously, I didn't want to be seen, you know. Being seen was dangerous, as shown to me by my experience in the first grade with my teacher. You know, mind you, deep down, I actually really wanted to do the talent show with my friends. And I ended up learning the whole routine, just in case someone got sick. And like, well, you know, just learn it anyways, just in case such and such, you know, get sick or blah, 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 whatever. But, like, I was terrified to go in front of the whole school and do it. And I remember again as these memories are coming up, I remember how I felt watching my friends as I'm in the audience watching my friends do this talent show and I was just like, I what I wanted to be out there. Like I really did in my heart of heart, I wanted to be out there. I was just mortified, terrified of actually doing it. Then ten year old me, right? So, um I actually may have been a little bit older. I may have been like eleven, twelve. Yeah. Um, And so this is when my mom and I started really going through, like, rocky times financially. And there were a lot of, like I said earlier, a lot of highs and lows. And I just, being the very open, innocent, empathic child that I was, as most children are, to be honest, I felt like a burden. I felt like if my mom didn't have me, then she wouldn't have to work so hard to take care of me. And I basically went through, like, a period where... I wish I didn't even exist. I felt like such a financial burden. So in the hypnosis, as we're bringing up all these moments to the conscious, we're able to then heal them, send those parts of ourselves, love and peace, and to just forgive ourselves for, for having, those, having those beliefs, you know, like, we're, we're innocent. you're innocent, you don't know any better. Um, and, and just really just get like a, a a rest, put those, put those thoughts and those beliefs and those parts of ourselves to rest, you know? Now, imagine you have these very traumatic and significant points in your life that leave imprints on your mind, your body, your spirit, and you're running these subconscious beliefs up until you bring them to the surface to heal them. Once you bring them to the surface, you're able to start doing the real work, which is to reprogram the false beliefs. Again, when we're kids, if we don't have people in our lives to walk us through these very emotionally confusing times, we come up with our own explanations. And as children, we think in absolutes. The second we make up our minds about a situation This is what it must mean, you know, when this thing happens to me. And that's what we believe. That's what it is. And those beliefs get embedded into our psyche. And those are the thoughts and beliefs we're operating in, in a number of ways in our lives, you know, And then we get to this point in our life where we're like, what the fuck, (laughs) you know, like, why does this situation keep happening to me? Why do I keep manifesting this one type of outcome in every single thing that I do? Is because there are programs and beliefs that are running on a subconscious level that you have to recall. You have to reclaim. And that's why Spirit had me doing this shadow reclamation mantra before I went into my Akashic Records and pulled back these memories, you know. Now, for me, a lot of my shadow is in my inner child or or is in my childhood. I honestly believe that inner child work and shadow work are, you know, I'll see the same because so much happens in our childhood that our parents just didn't have the wherewithal to explain to us or didn't even know that that's how we were perceiving or interpreting a particular situation, right? This is why I said earlier, inner child work is crucial. Now, we'll say... Just as a disclaimer, we, you know, we also go through traumatic situations in our adolescence and our adulthood, you know, that also leaves imprints on us and and can go into our shadow. And depending on how old you are, hell, you might have trauma in your 30s, your 40s. Like, you know, it just depends on where you are in your um, healing journey and your level of consciousness and self-awareness. And my honest advice is if you're going to do any shadow work or inner child work, Start with what's most prevalent in your life today and just see where that leads you. You know, more often than not, it could lead you to something in your childhood. So this is where this is where reparenting work comes in. This is where you as the conscious adult goes back to that period and explains to your inner child the truth of the situation. And you can tell yourself whatever you need to tell yourself so that you come out of that meditation or that regression, whatever you want to call it, empowered and with a more whole perspective about who you are and the reality um, you truly have access to, okay? So in my case, go back to the example with my six-year-old self, in the situation with my first grade teacher, my higher self had to explain to me It's not my fault that other people are triggered by my light and choose to take it out on me, especially as a child. You know, like I had to be told that because otherwise as a child who is being ridiculed and made fun of or treated differently than maybe some of the other kids. You automatically think, oh, this is my fault. I'm bad. You know, I'm the problem. I'm the child. This is the adult. You know, we're taught I'm supposed to respect adults and this adult doesn't like me. So something about me is wrong. We're innocent as children. You know, children internalize things unless they are taught to believe otherwise. So you have to reteach yourself to believe otherwise, okay? Our beliefs create our realities. And that's a very harsh truth, but it's a very real truth. Our beliefs create our realities. And the reason I brought up Virgo in today's, into today's discussion because as I was on um, a call with my dear friend Efie, her and I we, we do these uh, bi-weekly calls and just you know catch up and we just, talk, just have talk about what we're going through, revelations, transformations, all that stuff you know. And so I was telling her about the healing that I had received during you know my spiritual bath and you know when I went to my passion records. And I believe she was also doing some reparenting work as well. And it kind of hit me. I was like, oh yes, we're in Virgo season. This is, this is, you know, the god this is goddess energy, maiden energy, motherly energy. It's, it's like that whole Virgo is like Mother Earth. So it's like so you get kinda of get the whole spectrum. You get the goddess, you get the maiden, you get the mother. And I was like, no wonder this reparenting and inner child work. Is coming through so strong. And, and for me, you know, earth seasons, because I have so much growth in my chart, earth seasons are really powerful times to sow new seeds. So um, as I mentioned earlier in the episode, there's a new moon on the 6th, which is a great time to set new intentions. And I'll say to sow new intentions, okay? Use this earth energy to sow New realities, and the full moon, which is in Pisces, is on the twenty second. I believe. Uh, hold on, let me look this up right quick because I don't like telling y'all. I, don't, I like to have the facts. <laughs> I like to have the facts. Give me one second, y'all. Yes. So no, no, that's August. So sorry. On the twentieth, September twentieth is the full moon, which would be in Pisces that that uh that is another potent energetic time to water those intentions okay and and this is with all earth signs because water energy um and signs balance out earth energy and signs so when there's a earth earth um earth sun season then the full moon will be in a water sign if there is a Air, sun, season, and the full moon being a fire sign. If there's a fire, sun, season, full moon being an air sign. If there's a water, sun, season, full moon being an earth sign. Okay? So everything balances itself out. Earth and water energy is such a beautiful synergy. Yes, come on, synergy. It's such a beautiful synergy to experiment with. Okay? And so, if you're feeling called to do reparenting, you know, you're listening to this episode and you're like, yeah, I feel like I kind of want to tap into that. I'm curious. I want to, you know, get more information about that. Reparenting and inner child work slash shadow work. During this season right now, I'm being shown that this Virgo energy is a really, really good time to tap into that. Um, like I said, obviously feel into it, check in with yourself intuitively um, but after Virgo comes Libra. Libra's all about balance, justice, you know, partnerships. So I'm just saying, you want to have your inner child, you know, on your side. You want to have those shadow aspects on your side. That's why I called, um, you know, this, this shadow reclamation. Like, I'm not banishing my shadow. I'm not, I'm not demonizing my shadow. I'm not, you know, this is good that is bad like it's just aspects of myself that I didn't know any better you know what i mean so i want my shadow aspects to be in alignment with my soul this is about wholeness this is about reintegrating the authentic self this is about tapping into our divine abundance and that's what's been so beautiful about this week for me honestly and and i would say yeah between last thursday up until you know this yeah the sleep it's been crazy 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 brazy <laughs> with just all this abundant energy and ever since i started tapping into this inner child and shadow work um so after the first day of the abundance workshop i did literally right after the workshop finished my accountability partner coach stacy Who's going to be on the show soon? Text me. She's like, "Hey, I'm doing a group hypnosis session on abundance. I'd love to have you there." I was like, "Oh yes, ma'am," because I'm working on abundance literally right now. I was like, "I just finished day one of this workshop. It's all about abundance." (laughs) So I was like, "I will be there." So that that happened um, this evening. Beautiful session. Beautiful, just energy coming flowing through me right now, and just so much just Abundance, abundance is all around. I see it. I feel it. I'm. I am receiving it. You know that was that was that was what I learned yesterday. Like I have an issue with receiving. Like I, I like I feel like if I ask for too much, I'm a burden. If I feel like if I do too much, it's like it's too much. I don't like you know just just really navigating out of all of that, all of that, um, all the lies, all the illusions. Just just completely clearing all of that. And so, I'm oh, take a deep breath and reground because it's, it's just so much energy come, like flowing through right now. Mm. So, yes. Thank you, spirit. So, all this has been coming through. All this healing energy has been coming through. And it's only Tuesday. <laughs> it's only Tuesday. And significant shifts have already been made. Because I followed my guidance to reclaim and heal those lost, hidden, abandoned, and fearful parts of myself. And a lot of those parts of ourselves are afraid to be seen. They are afraid of failure. They're afraid of success. Afraid of abundance. Because we don't want to be rejected. You know? We don't want to be abandoned. Because certain situations in our lives have made us think that our light, our success, our authenticity, Are threats so we discarded them. You know what I'm saying? So we have to recall those parts of ourselves. You have to recall those parts of yourself. And I invite you to use the mantra that I shared earlier in the episode. I will I will be sure to put it up on IG so you can have access to it. But you know, it can be a very simple process. Go into meditation. You know, if you can do it before the new moon on uh next monday i believe the sixth is that's great go into meditation put on some ambient music put on some meditative music some waterfalls or ocean sounds whatever whatever helps you you know zen out and, and get clear and grounded use that mantra and just be curious see what comes up for you you know what i'm saying hypnosis is a great resource too i've been experimenting with it um just through, through this three-day workshop that I, that I did um, that I signed up for, I'll, I'll put Coach Stacy's info um, in the show notes because she just finished her training as a certified training hypnotist. Um, and so that's, the, you know, that's who I did the, the abundance hyp, um, hypno, hypnosis session with today was with uh, my beautiful accountability partner, Coach Stacy. So I'll share um, one more story with you all. So I told y'all, the past four days have been juicy, just packed with so much expansion and healing. So the 3 workshop I signed up for had the option to upgrade to VIP for 27 bucks. I was like, okay, yeah, I'll do that. So you get a, a hypnosis on abundance, and an EFT video, which is, um, EFT stands for emotional freedom technique, which is just tapping, you tap on these um, meridian points on your body. It's another great resource to to reprogram triggers. Um, And then the the VIP upgrade also came with this live healing session this Friday. So I did the hypnosis recording before I went to bed last night. I was like, I am committed to rewriting uh, this receiving energy, disruption, beliefs, illusions, lies, all that, okay? I was like, fuck that. I have work that needs to be done you know in this lifetime i have a purpose that needs to be fulfilled and like i've said in previous episodes we live in a, a material realm okay you need money to survive and financial abundance to thrive okay it's about getting into that level of thriving all right i'm not too spiritual or energetic or whatever to be wealthy okay especially when there's enough for all of us to be walking wealthy in our purpose so i did the abundance hypnosis before bed y'all why did i have a dream why did i have a dream about this big ass massive octopus uh-huh. and when i say massive i mean massive so initially i was in the ocean with my friend and of course, you know, this, this isn't a regular ocean. It's like all glowing and lights and whatnot. Like orange I I just remember it being like oranges and blues and like purpley colors. And so as this water's kinda like lighting up, I, I remember looking down into the water and I just see this big ass like octopus like head and like eyes. And I was like, I didn't say anything to my friend. i was just like, hey, you know, like, you know, let's let's good. Let's you know, let's go to the shore. So <laughs> we get out of the water, we go to the shore. And we we're talking or whatever, and she's showing me this, this beautiful like, um, heart-shaped opal ring, which I need to look into that as well, because that was another message. Um, but she, she showed me this ring, and I was like, I remember like, trying to take a picture of it. And then the octopus comes out of the water, y'all, comes out, like, like crawling out of the water directly towards us. And I just knew in my spirit, I was like, this octopus is coming for me. For whatever reason, it's coming after me. So I'm like, girl, we got to go. Let's run. So we run into the hotel because we're like staying like on the beach or whatever. Run into the hotel and the octopus gets all the way to my door. And this man somehow kills it. I don't know what he did because my door was shut. Um, so I didn't see nothing. But, I just went, but he knocked on the door shortly after. And he's like, hey, you know, um, would you mind taking my kids? Because he had like these two, he had these two small children with him. And I was reluctant. I was like, you got, like, kids. Like, what are you talking about? Like, I don't, I don't know. I'm like, there's a huge-ass octopus outside here trying to, like, coming after me. Like, what are you doing out there, right? This is, this is me on the other side of the door not knowing what the hell is going on. So I'm like, okay, he's, he's got kids. Like, ugh, I can't leave the babies out there like that. So when I opened the door, that's when I saw the octopus was dead. And, you know, he was, he was about to take it away on, like, this rolling cart or whatever. So that's the dream. So I wake up and I'm looking up all this symbolism about octopuses or octopi. I don't know which. I don't don't know how that goes. (laughs) Um, And so I I find out octopuses are apparently a sign of intelligence and abundance because of their eight tentacles. They're apparently very, very smart creatures. And and if you don't know, eight is the symbol of infinity. Um, it, It also represents abundance. But apparently when they're chasing you, it's supposedly not a great thing. <laughs> but again, I didn't want to attach to that. So I, you know, I took in the information and then I stepped away and I tuned into my guidance. And I'm asking higher self today. This, this, is, this dream was last night or earlier this morning, or whatever. So I'm, I'm tapping into myself and I'm like, okay, like, what does this mean to me? You know? And so all day I'm just kind of checking in, like waiting for the answer to come through. And it finally came to me. And spirit told me that the octopus represented my success and abundance and my fear of it. And and a guide had to come through, you know, and hell, he could have been an angel too at this point. I'm not even really fully sure, but I, I heard guy, you know, like that was the spirit. I felt it. I felt like that was a spirit guide because that man came out of nowhere. And, um, but yeah, but well, one of my guides had to come through and get rid of it. And I was just like, wow, that makes a lot of sense. And it really, really resonated for me when that insight came through. I was like, yeah, that, that's it. That's it. Because I know an aspect of my success comes with visibility. And, you know, going back earlier to my story, to, my inner, to that inner child work I had to do, if, if you have a subconscious program running that success and visibility is dangerous, being seen as dangerous, of course I was running from it. I ain't trying to get got <laughs> like energetically, of course. Like this is just like imprints that I have running in my subconscious from from childhood. And so when I asked Spirit about the kids though, I was like, well, what, what's going on with the kids? Like that was so random. Like why did he have kids? And Spirit said those those kids were two aspects of your inner child that needed to be returned you know, that you were asking to reclaim. And I was like, wow, 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 wow. And the reason why that resonated so deeply for me because I knew that when I initially did the, when I initially did the, when I went into my kashi Records and I went back into my six-year-old self, Spirit had told me that was me reclaiming, you know, that was me reclaiming. Um, and I can't remember if it was the lost self or the, it was the hidden self. That was me reclaiming the hidden self, okay? Then I did this hypnosis and hit three different points, but one of those points tied back to the six-year-old self. So that was two reclamations that I experienced with doing the hypnosis. Then, then to have this this dream come through with these two kids, that was the other two parts of myself that got reclaimed. So it was just like, it was it was deep this this is it's been deep it's been real deep but in the most beautiful beautiful way you know because just organically i've had these parts of myself who back to me the lost self the hidden self the fearful self the abandoned self and they're all now back home getting all this love merging back into my true authentic nature Okay? So when I tell y'all, this energy work is no joke. It is no joke. And it is to your absolute benefit. Hear me when I say this, y'all. It is to your absolute benefit to prioritize your self-healing. This is why my course is about self-prioritization. Week one is about the self. Because I'm not playing these games like we owe it to ourselves to reconnect with our intuition, okay? To, act, to reactivate our whole authentic self, point blank, period. I don't care about nothing else because with that comes everything else. With that comes everything else. I am an example. The guests I've had on my show are examples. This work is real. This work is so real. And again, I can't stress this enough. It is to your benefit to do this inner work so that your outer matches your outer world matches your back to your truth back to back to what is real. You know what I'm saying? Not not the lies, not the trauma, not what you've been told to believe about yourself, not what society tells you you should believe. No, not none of that, but your innate authentic truth, okay? If you want to go the hypnosis, the hypnosis route, get in contact with Coach Stacy. I've linked her information in the show notes. Again, I'm going to have her on the show really, really soon. Um, definitely sometime before the month of September is out, you'll be able to hear her story. Um, and you also have me as a resource, y'all. My course is launch, relaunching on September 14th. Again, I work primarily with the chakras and emotional self-care so you can start that inner dialogue with yourself. Because one thing I have learned, especially during the pandemic last year, when you ask the right questions, you get the right answers, okay? Just in this episode alone, just by me, just, okay, following the breadcrumbs, tapping into myself, asking higher self, asking spirit source God, creator, the divine. Like, what does this mean for me? What does this mean for me in my journey? How am I supposed to utilize this information? Y'all heard this episode. I got my answers that I needed to move on to the next step, okay? Begin to tune in and ask those questions. Ask those questions. Don't be scared, (laughs) okay? Ask those questions. It is your divine birthright to remember who the fuck you are, all right? And you walk in that remembrance accordingly, okay? Carry yourself accordingly. Don't let nobody tell you who you are because nobody on this planet knows you better than you and God, of course, okay? (laughs) So I love y'all dearly. And so, so, so deeply, if you have any questions and need any guidance, please feel free to reach out to me, book a session with me. That is also linked in the show notes. I am here for you in any way that I can be of service, okay? Please know that. Thank you so, so, so much for listening to the show, for listening to this episode. Have a beautiful weekend and new moon in Virgo, y'all. All right. And I will see y'all next week. Bye. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. If you like what you heard today, please subscribe and leave a rating or a review. Now don't forget, I'm picking the best review at the end of the month and giving that person a free 30 minute energy reading. So be sure to leave a review for the chance to be selected.